Podcast The Bayaning Filipino Podcast, a podcast dedicated to telling the stories of the lives and works of countless Filipinas that helped shape the history of our country. Lingit sa kaalaman ng nakararami, maraming mga babae ang buong tapang at pusong lumaban para sa kalayaang tinatamasa natin ngayon. I will feature these obscure and unsung figures of Filipino empowerment. Ako si Inya Kulada. Samahan niyo ako para kilalanin itong mga tinaguriang bayaning Filipina. Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of the Bayaning Filipina Podcast. I am your host, Inya Kulada. Around this time last year, Inilabas ko ang last episode ng four-part season finale ng podcast na ito bilang The Marcos Regime September kung saan inalala natin ang mga kababaihan na tumayo at tumaban sa iba't ibang paraan sa panahon ng rehimen ni Ferdinand Marcos. Although this time, hindi pa season finale ng season 2. Pero hindi ko pwedeng patapusin ng buwan ng Setyembre na hindi nagsasalaysay ng kwento ng isang bayaning Pilipina sa panahon na ito. Napapanoon lalo itong episode na ito dahil every year sa buwan ng Setyembre, habang inaalala ang mga naging biktima at mga bayani dito sa madilim na panahon ng ating kasaysayan, madaming lumalabas ng mga taong pilit na re-revise ang mga pangyayaring bukod sa katunayan ng mga tunay na taong pinagdaanan nito ay nakadocument din sa mga pahayagan, sa kote at even sa world records ng history. For this episode, and as promised last year, I will be telling the story of Liliosa Hilaw, the first prisoner to die in detention during martial law in the Philippines. Si Liliosa ay ipinanganak noong March 14, 1950. Ikapito siya sa siyam na anak and she had seven sisters and one brother. Ipinanganak siya sa Bulan Sorsogon. Growing up, she was a consistent honor student from elementary through high school. At noong college na siya, kinuha niya ang kursong Communication Arts sa pamantasa ng lungsod ng Manila. Nicknamed Lily by her friends, she was an active student. She was a leader. She was the student president of the Communication Arts Department and a representative of the PLM Student Central Government and was also the secretary of the Women's Club of PLM. She also organized the Communication Arts Club and was a member of the College Editors Guild of the Philippines. She became an editor of the school paper, Hasik. Her sisters Alice and Josefina attested their dear Lily's youth filled with passion for learning and for correcting moral injustices. The same fire that got Lily's cum laude status up to her senior year as a communication arts student also fueled her efforts to speak up against the excesses of the Marcos dictatorship 49 years ago. She was known to have a strong sense of justice and was not afraid to express it in any way she could. Now, as we know, buhay ang student activism noong mga panahon na yun. But, although she was a member of the Samahang Demokratiko ng Kabataan or SDK, dahil sa may asthma and allergies siya, madalang or halos hindi nakakasama si Lily sa mga rallies. Yung SDK, it was a mass organization of student and youth activists who pushed for the ideology of national democracy in the Philippines during the Marcos dictatorship. Despite her health issues, 
hindi napigilan si Lily na express ang opinions niya during this time of the regime. From the day martial law was imposed by President Marcos in September 1972, Liliosa Hilao began to wear black as a sign of mourning because as she wrote in her diary, quote, democracy is dead, end quote. She wrote articles on the school paper that indicated her stance on the present situation such as, quote, the Vietnamization of the Philippines, end quote, and, quote, democracy is dead in the Philippines under martial law, end quote. She criticized the growing human rights abuses of the government as well as the widening economic disparity between the rich and the poor, which led to her being labeled as subversive. She was 23 years old and two weeks away from her graduation and due to receive cum laude honors, when on the evening of April 4, 1973, a group of drunken men from the Constabulary Anti-Narcotics Unit or CANU or CANU barged into their home searching for her brother. Nung mga panahon na yon, hindi pa siya present dun sa bahay. A man named Lieutenant Arturo Castillo proclaimed himself as the leader of the raiding party. Nung nakauwi na si Liliosa, nagdemand siya ng search warrant. At dahil doon sa pag-question niya ng presence ng reading party na yun sa bahay nila, she was subjected to extreme violence by Castillo himself. She was slapped in the face and beaten. And pinigilan yung pamilya niya from attempting to intervene doon sa pagbugbog sa kanya. And by morning, she was cuffed and arrested. She was taken to Camp Crame, which was then the headquarters of the constabulary. And later that day, her brother-in-law, who was an army officer, was able to see her. According to him, she had visible signs of torture. Her face was swollen. And she was able to tell him that she had been tortured and gang raped. Kaso wala siyang magawa. She was, he was unable to do anything. And then her sister was also arrested and would be taken to Camp Kramis sometime after. And while she was able to see Lily, she was not permitted to speak to her. But she did confirm that Lily bore signs of torture and abuse. On April 7, three days after her arrest, her other sister Alice received a phone call informing her that Lily was in critical condition and has been confined at the Camp Crame Station Hospital due to serious injuries. She would later find Liliosa in the emergency room of the station. Lily's face was disfigured. And she had several notable injuries and bruises that were found all over her body. According to her sister, the medical equipment used by Liliosa did not seem to function properly, and no medical staff was tending to her. According to the official letter from the family, the room that she was being held in smelled strongly of formalin. Alice, having seen Liliosa for a few minutes, would then be quickly taken to the Scanu office where she would meet Josefina, and they would later be informed by Lieutenant Castillo that Liliosa had died. Now here's the thing. According to the official Cano report, Lily committed suicide by drinking noriatic acid. They had listed cardiorespiratory arrest as the cause of her death. But post-mortem findings showed that she was tortured. Her face was severely swollen, her lips bore cigarette burns, and she had 11 injection marks in her arms and deep cuff marks on her wrists. Her torso was badly bruised 
with finger marks and gun barrel marks. There was also an opening at her throat. It was also possible that she was sexually abused. And reportedly, nakita na lang yung brain niya na nasa stomach niya. Officials at the highest levels declared this case close. But no one really believed that the military had nothing to do with her death. Because of the tragedy, several members of the Hilo family had to leave their home to avoid arrest and detention. Or worse. And for years, they were aware of being under military surveillance. So, yun na nga, diba? They declared na case close yung case ng Liliosa. And the constabulary gave the amount of 2,200 pesos to the family of Liliosa for the burial expenses. But the family has refused to spend the money since it was offered. So, remember, she was two weeks away from her graduation. She was graduating with cum laude honors. She died. No. She was killed before she even stepped on that stage. She was the first known martial law detainee that was killed during the martial law. First known. Hindi natin pa alam kung gaano karami pa sila before nalaman yung case niya. Her university still held their graduation ceremonies and in her honor, they conferred her degree posthumously. They kept a seat empty throughout the ceremony. Liliosa Hilo's death created a backlash both local and abroad as people became aware of the excesses of the regime. Naging inspirasyon din siya sa mga kasamahan niyang kabataan para ipatuloy ang pakikipaglaban para makamit ang demokrasya at lumaya mula sa diktatorya. In her honor, yung mga activists noong 1980, ipinaglaban nila para mapalitan yung old women role models sa Pilipinas that expects women to accept, quote, a life of suffering, end quote. Na in-advocate nitong mga aktivistang ito na hindi kailangan basta magtiis lang ng mga kababaihan. In particular, the former role models of Maria Clara, Sisa, and Huli were recognized as stereotypes that needed to be replaced in favor of women revolutionaries and political activists such as Lilio Sahilaw. To commemorate her, in Bulansor Sagon where she was born, the Municipal Council named a street after her in 2001. Also, pamantasan ng Lusod na Maynila Regent Wilma Galvante also recounted her own fond memories with Lily, who was a classmate of hers, whom she called a true leader for wielding her pen to fight for what is right. On their graduation day, she recalled wearing black pants, with her batchmates in Lily's honor. On April 2001, the Valmantasan ng Lunsod ng Maynila honored martyred student activist Liliosa Hilaw as the university offers its dedicated gender and development section within campus. Liliosa Hilaw's name is also on the Bantayag ng Mga Bayani Wall of Remembrance for Martyrs and Heroes of Martial Law. Liliosa Hilaw would have been 71 years old today. I will be playing a clip from May of 2017 from her sister, hosted on May 1, 2017, on the Campaign Against the Return of the Marquesas and Martial Law, or Karma, page on Facebook. 44 years ago, this radio spot would not have aired. It's about Liliosa Ilaw, 23 years old. A student writer of a university in Manila. She was abducted 
tortured, and forced to drink muriatic acid. In the military's autopsy, her brain was found inside her stomach. She was my sister. I was the lucky one. At that time, the young ones who spoke up were killed. Today, you are free to question the government and speak without fear. Millennials like you would probably not have survived martial law. On World Press Freedom Day, may we be reminded to never take our freedom for granted. I am Marie Ilao, a martial law survivor and a member of Karma, campaign against the return of the Marcoses to Malacanang. Itong susunod na clip na ipiplay ko, you've heard this before from last year's ep- Lorena Barros episode where Liliosa Hilaw was mentioned by Inang Laya in her song, Babae. Ang ating isip ay buksan at lipunay pag-aralan Paano nahubog inisipan at tanggaping tayo'y mga lipangan Mga babae, ito nga ba'y kapalaran? Bakit ba mayroong mga lisa, mga liliyosa at mga lorena na dinatakot magkibaka at ngayon'y marami ang kasama mga babae ang mitinay lumaya mga babae ang mitinay In closing, I would like to echo the sentiment of the song. Buksan natin ang ating mga isip at pag-aralan mabuti ang mga nangyayari sa paligid natin. Huwag tayo basta nagpapadala sa mga paandar ng mga forces na gustong burahin ang kasaysayan para sa pansariling ambisyon. Isa si Liliosa sa mga rason kung bakit lalong uminit at lumakas ang sigaw ng mga tao para i-demand ang demokrasya noong panahon ng martial law. Sila ang mga naglatag ng buhay nila kung kaya natatamasa natin ang kalayaan natin ngayon. Hindi tayo magiging malaya sa paggamit ng YouTube, Facebook, Twitter at kung ano pang platform para mag-express ng saloobin natin kung hindi nila sinimulang maghayag ng kalagayan ng bansa noong panahon ng opresyon. Kaya sana wag nating paliwalain ang mga sacrifices nila. Magbasa, magtanong at siguraduhin na ang mga sources na kinukuha natin ay yung totoo. Tandaan natin na hindi nadadaan sa pagkapilosopo ang kasaysayan. And lastly, tandaan natin na hindi porke hindi natin personal na naranasan sa pamilya natin ay hindi na ito nangyari sa mga kapwa natin. Kung naging tahimik ang pamilya natin sa panahon ng martial law, consider ourselves lucky. Dahil si Lilyosa at ang pamilya niya at ang pamilya ng libo-libong kabataan at personalidad na dinakip, pinatay o hindi na natagpuan, They will never be able to see the same. Ano ang totoo? Tingnan mo sa mga numero. At dito nagtatapos ang Marcus Regime September episode ng Bayaning Filipina Podcast. Maraming salamat sa pakikinig. As always, choose to be kind and stay safe out there.
If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help the podcast, please subscribe and share with your friends through social media. I am all for the feedback, suggestions, and greetings. And for all these things, you may reach me at bayaningfilipina at gmail.com, through Twitter at at byfili2020, and through Instagram at at bayaningfilipina. Maraming salamat sa pakikinig. As always, stay safe, make good choices, at huwag natin kalimutang maging bayani sa kahit na pinakamaliit na paraan. Music